All right, let's take our Bibles this morning. If you could remain standing as we read God's Word and turn to the Gospel according to Matthew. The Gospel according to Matthew and chapter number 18. Does anyone need a Bible? Does anyone need a Bible? We can bring one to you. Anyone need a Bible? Okay. Thank you, ushers, once again for helping us as you do faithfully every week. I got a beautiful picture yesterday from Brother Andrew Kim. And they're all in Korea celebrating. They celebrated his mother-in-law's 90th birthday this week. Just a beautiful picture of their family and uh, Grace's mom. And just a beautiful table and all set up. And everybody was fancy and all that. And uh, I was so touched to, to see that picture. And, uh, of course, we'll look forward when they can come back. But I'm I'm glad they're able to be there uh, having this family time. So continue to pray for them. I do believe that Kamika and the boys are flying back this week. So pray for them. I'm pretty sure Fernando told me they were going to be back on the 2nd of August. And uh, so from Argentina. So pray for them as well as they travel. Matthew 18 And verse number 15. And we're going to read all three verses together. Matthew 18, 15. All right, let's read, please. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take thee with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. With the Lord's help, and I I definitely need the Lord's help, every time we speak, but with the Lord's help, I'd like to speak to you on this theme, I'm offended, now what? I'm offended, now what? Now this may not sound like the typical Sunday morning message, but to be very honest with you, what we're going to look at from the scriptures today affects so much of the cause of Christ. So... Let's not put it to the side and think, well, I'm not offended right now, so this isn't for me. (laughs) Because you may not be offended right now, but you will be. (laughs) Sorry, I'm saying that with a smile on my face. I shouldn't be. but Because we're going to see some things in the Bible. And I just pray that today God would get victory in my heart about this. All right? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Please, may it not be the words of the pastor. May it not be the words of whoever. May it be the words of God today. Empty me of self, fill me with your spirit. Lord, protect Anchor Baptist Church from the divisive enemy called Satan. And that's what he does. He divides, destroys, defeats, tries to do all of that. And in one of the ways he'll do that is in this subject this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I'm offended. Now what? This is a tool that Satan will use in each of our lives. The tool of offense. And he will use it in our lives to bring us into captivity. Now we're saved. I'm speaking honestly. Well, I'm not speaking only to saved people. I'm speaking to all of us that are here and some that might be joined online. We're thankful that you could join us and we definitely are grateful that it's working today, <laughs> and, but we're, we're sorry that it doesn't always work. But you know what? Sometimes it's not, not, a, not in our control. But it is a tool that Satan will use in each of our lives to distract us from what God has for us to really be doing. 
how we should be living. You see, the enemy we have is not the one that offended us. That's not our enemy. Now, by the way, this truth is not just for a church congregation. This truth is for every family unit here today. I don't think I need to say it, but I'll say it. Your spouse will offend you. It's a good thing you came to church this morning. You, got, you just got some divine revelation there. <laughs> it happens. Even as adult siblings can offend a sibling. A brother or sister can offend. Now, it happens as kids, too. But you know what? Kids are great. I mean, they can be in a Donnybrook fight one day, slugging it out. I mean, just don't do that, kids. But uh, it may happen. It may happen. It shouldn't, but it may. And you know what? The next day, you know, arms are, eh, everything's great. Let's go, you know. Isn't that something? We should learn from that, by the way. We should learn from that. We should learn from kids in a lot of ways, but that's one way. They're quick to forgive, aren't they? So, offenses. So, it's not just a message, it's not just a truth um, for a church body, but it's also a truth for our homes, our marriages. How about this? It's also a truth that we we want to bring into the job that we have. Uh, Maybe your uh, company or maybe the place where you work or whatever. There can be, you can be a tool of unity. You can be used of the Lord to take the offense that might be there even right now. You can be used of the Lord in such a way to bring about a peaceful resolution. That's the word I was looking for. Resolution. You see, Satan has a goal for you and for me to get us to self-destruct So that when we go out into the world, we are of no or very little use to the Lord in a world that needs us to be bringing forth hope, love, peace. And if all I'm thinking about is that offense, I'm going to have a very difficult time thinking about what God really wants me to think about. By the way, in the list of things that we're to think on, Philippians 4.8, Offense is not listed in case you're wondering. So we, don't, we shouldn't do that. Let's look at a few verses and we're going to come back to Matthew in a little bit. Please pray with me if you would because this is something that I struggle with at times. Being offended. And again, it is a debilitating, debilitating sin if we let it fester. To be offended is not a sin, but to not handle it properly is. And so, Psalm 133, we're just going to look at these quickly. Psalm 133, maybe you want to jot these verses down. And honestly, I'm serious about the title, I'm offended, now what do I do? And you haven't come to me and asked me that, but I'm just telling you anyway from the Bible, these are some things that God shows us in His Word, so everything might be so smooth right now in your life that, you know what, take it down though, write it down, set it aside, and use it when, the, when things happen that will more than likely happen. Psalm 133.1, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in what, church? Unity. The word there is Unity. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 3. Ephesians 4, 3, Paul writes, there is, excuse me, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Endeavoring. That's an interesting word that tells us that it takes work. It's not just Paul saying, thinking, I'm going to, 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. No, endeavoring has a, an idea of I want to work to keep the unity within my home, within the church, within, the, within whatever relationship it is, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Ephesians 4.3. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1.10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. I recognize that some of these verses, the primary application is having to do with you know, the same doctrine and, the, and, and that type of thing, but I believe we can also make a secondary application in that when we are offended, then we are not going to be heading the same direction with the church, body, etc., etc., 1 Thessalonians 5.13 And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sakes and be at peace among yourselves. Be at peace among yourselves. What are some negative impacts of offenses? Here's something to consider before I give you a couple of these. Um, the closer the relationship, the, the more potential of an offense taking place. You know why? Because that relationship is so close, like husband and wife, that, or like you know, even pastor and people, that someone would think, how could they do that? We were close. <laughs> doesn't mean you're not close just because you, something happened. We're, we're human beings. But it happens. The closer the relationship, the greater the opportunity for it. So keep note of that. What is some negative impact of mishandling offenses? I'm going to change that to mishandling them. I'm just going to give you these quickly. A church split. If you don't know what a church split is, good. They're not good. But that can happen. If, a, if an offense is not handled properly, it can divide a whole church. The reason why it can divide a whole church is because, and I'll talk about this later on, is because the original person that got offended did not follow the biblical pattern read, that we just read in Matthew chapter 18. We'll come to that in, in a little bit, okay? Also, a, 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 a negative impact of handling an offense in a negative way is the offended stops going to church. And the devil's laughing all the way to hell. He is. If he can get somebody out of church, especially, I'm not, I'm not talking about just any church. Let's back that up. A Bible preaching church. <laughs> We don't want people going to false teaching church. But, and the devil is just, oh man, he loves it. He loves it when Christians hurt Christians. They mishandle offense. So that can happen. Church can split. The offended is completely out of church. Fellowship is destroyed. But, but most importantly, guess what? God's glory is diminished. If I'm mishandling an offense, I can tell you right now, I am not giving God glory. If you're mishandling, maybe today you are mishandling an offense. Maybe today as we look at God's word, get into this more, the Holy Spirit's going to say, you're, you didn't handle that offense properly. You know what you need to do? First thing you need to do is you need to confess that to the Lord. You don't have to come to me and say, unless I'm the one that offended you and you haven't even told me yet, which is possible. We'll talk about that. You need to confess that to the Lord, that you are mishandling it, and then you need to do everything as God helps you to make it right. Because there's no way we can give God glory if we're mishandling an offense. And then, because God is not getting glory, the gospel is also suffering in the midst of this. So, quick, let, let's go through this. Let's go through this by way of an outline. Number one, recognizing offenses. 
recognizing him. Let's go to Luke's Gospel, chapter 17. Luke's Gospel, chapter 17. Luke's Gospel, 17. Gospel according to Luke, I should say. Chapter 17, verse number 1. Notice what God's word says. Then said he unto his disciples. And this is, this is for you and for me this morning. It is impossible. But that offenses. What's the next word? Will. Not might. Not could. But they will come. Underline that word will. Underline that word offenses. <laughs> they will come. But woe unto him. Through whom they come. So, recognize offenses. I think we need to come to this conclusion today. Offenses are likely to occur, and they're likely to occur in my life more than once. And that is not something that we should look at and say, that's terrible. No, Jesus said. So we have to recognize. So if we recognize that they're coming, but we don't prepare for them, that's really what this is all about this morning. It's preparing. They will come. They're going to come. And so what do we do about it? Do we just wait for them to come? And then we'll wing it? You know what? I've tried to wing it on many things. And winging it doesn't work too well. No. Let's have the plan. Let's have the plan in place. The plan isn't my plan. The plan isn't your plan. The plan is God's word. God shows us this. What is the cause, many times, of an offense? Let's go to James 3. So we're recognizing that they are possible, and they are more than possible, they are very likely to happen. James chapter 3. Verse 2. Notice, for in many things we what? Offend. In many things. Oh man, this is not sounding so good. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. It means mature. And able to bridle, put under control, the whole body. Describe how a giant horse is controlled. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us. We turn about their whole body. If you've ridden horses any, 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 at all, it, it's, it, it's, an, it's amazing. I've only ridden a few times, but it amazes me that this Several hundred pound beautiful creation of the Lord will turn right when I want to if it's been broken and turn left. I wouldn't ride one if it wasn't. But anyway, just because there's this little bit putting some pressure saying, go. Verse 4, we won't read it for time. But look at verse 5. Even so the tongue. See, the context of the offense that James writes of in chapter 3, verse 2. You could draw an arrow from verse 2 down to verse 5 because so many times the offense, not every time, but most of the time, the offense that, is, that has come has come because of my tongue. It's, be, it's come because I said something that offended you. It's because I, I said something. Now, there's, there's action as well, but I'm saying that this is one of the causes of offense. Notice, let's read this. If any, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, it's because that man, that lady, who doesn't offend with her tongue, is a perfect individual, a mature individual, doesn't sinless. But this is what we've been able to do with the Lord's help, obviously, to bridle the whole body 
but bridle the tongue as well. This little member can really set things on fire, can it? It can really set things on fire in a church. It can set things on fire in a home. It can set things on fire at work. It can set things on fire at school. It can set things on fire. By the way, hey kids, you're going to camp this week. Use your tongue in a right manner. Say things at camp this week that would honor the Lord. Say things this week at camp that would encourage your fellow campers. Be an encourager. We were having a discussion this week at dinner. Brother Jonah, Brother Kevin, and myself on Thursday night. Had a great day together, uh, touring and doing a few things. And uh, we were talking about Bible heroes. And honestly, Bible hero is Barnabas. Barnabas, the son of consolation. Barnabas was an encourager. And we began to think about this, that Barnabas is the one who God used to encourage a brand new convert. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, by the way. But he wasn't Paul yet, he was still Saul. And Barnabas was used of God to encourage this brand new Christian, to encourage him in the things of the Lord, not to use his tongue to discourage him. Now, I'm sure it was very intimidating, I'm sure it's very difficult for Barnabas even to follow through on that admonition, but let's use our tongue to be an encourager. Let me get back into what we're talking about here. But the tongue is a cause of offenses. Let's go to Matthew 13. So we're talking, number one, about recognizing them. And we're going to pick up the pace here a little bit. Matthew chapter 13. And verse 21. This is in the middle of a parable that the Lord Jesus is speaking about the wheat and the tares. And he says in verse 21, Yet he hath, yet hath he no root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth, because of the word, by and by he is offended. Yes, there are times when this book will cause people to be offended. And we don't want to be uh, unkind and just say flippant things even about that. But this is not the word of the church. This is not the word of the pastor. This is the word of God. But it can cause people to be offended. How about Acts 6? You remember what was happening there? Acts chapter 6, verse 1. And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied... There arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. You know what? Uh, Sometimes offense can come because of neglect. I'm feeling overlooked by the pastor. I'm feeling overlooked by the church. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling. And again, this isn't to say that you will never get offended. But I'm, telling, I'm showing us this morning from God's word that we need to recognize them. We need to realize they are, uh, can come and we're seeing why they come. So that's the first part of the, me- the message is um, to recognize them. Now, what is the danger, though, within them? The danger within an offense is allowing it to stay in us and not dealing with it properly. And then, in, in uh, Hebrews 12, something even more dangerous comes about. Hebrews 12, 15. It says that, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, We've used this verse many times, but notice what it says at the end of the verse, and thereby 
Many. You might want to circle that word many. Well, I'm offended, but it's not hurting anybody else. I'm just offended. It's just hurting me. That's not where it stops. According to the Bible, it goes from offense, not dealt with, to bitterness, and then it will defile many other people. This is what God's Word said. So this is the danger in the offense, is that it will defile me, but it will trouble many. Defile me, trouble many. I would never give any names because I would never want to be unkind in that way because I don't think it's necessary. Sometimes there is a time for that, but not not this time. But years and years ago, I was having a conversation with someone, and you could tell they were not happy. You ever had a conversation with someone that you knew was not happy? I mean, it was all over their face. This was someone who was in the church. They were not happy. They began to literally... If I could say it this way, they begin to take a a, a cup. I won't do this because I still have a little bit of that black gold in here. A little bit of black gold in there left for later. They like took this cup. If you can imagine, this is a cup of bitterness. They literally opened it up. I had no idea they were going to open it up that day. They opened it up that day, just me and this individual. And this cup, you can imagine this cup full of bitterness. And they just poured it over my head. I won't pour it over your head, Brother Mark. (laughs) I wasn't really laughing, though. I know I was just making a joke, not correcting you for laughing. I wasn't laughing when he finished. You know what? It was one of the main things that was all over. A pin about that big. A lapel pin that we had given out. This individual didn't get one. I'm not talking about an immature Christian. I'm not talking about a new believer. I'm talking about... You know what? He, he was offended. And I'll say this, rightly so. He got missed. But you know what? When you get missed on something like that, you don't keep it inside. Because that's what it'll lead to. It'll lead to months and years later. And I mean, honestly, he had to describe what it was for a length of time. And I, had, I, I did not even know what he was talking about. It finally hit me. Oh, I know what that is now. Like, that's all I have on my mind. But when you're bitter and when you're not dealing with an offense, that is all you have on your mind. You have nothing else on your mind. I'm upset and I'm going to make sure everybody knows about it. Anyway, so sadly, it, 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 it defiled him, but now it was troubling me. And I'm not saying woe is me. I'm just saying, and I have other illustrations, but it's not that important. The important part is, what are we going to do about it? So, recognizing. Number two, quickly, reacting to them. Reacting to offenses. Offenses are greatly compounded when I react instead of respond Notice the difference in the two words. Most times we react when we should be responding. So we're going to cover what reacting is, and then we're going to cover what responding is. So, let's go back to Matthew 18. So, if I react to an offense, here's what happens many times. Number one, I will enlist the sympathy and support of someone else. I will enlist the sympathy or support of someone else. Let's see if that's what Jesus said to do. Matthew 18, 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, enlist sympathy and support of other people. I don't have that in my Bible. Jesus said, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. So, Brother Martin, you're closer than Brother Jose today, so you're on. He needed a break anyway. He needed a break anyway, okay? So, 
Brother Martin, I've offended Brother Martin. I know you're shocked. I've offended Brother Martin. And so if to, to react to that offense would be for him to turn around and tell Brother Jose, you're not going to believe Pastor Turner offended me. Blah, 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 blah. And he tells him what I did. That's a reaction. And you know what? That happens so many times. It doesn't mean it's right. You know what we're looking for? We're looking for sympathy. You know why we're looking for sympathy? Because we are very prideful people. Prideful people want sympathy. Oh, I can't believe Pastor Turner would do that. Oh. See how childish that is? It is childish. We should make it childish. Because it has ruined friendships. It has ruined relationships. And by the way, does he really need to know that I offended Martin? Does he need to know that? No, he doesn't need to know that. That's none of his business. Jesus said, Martin, come to me and say, Pastor, you know, uh, got to talk to you about something. You know what? I've had that happen numerous times in 22 years. Prayerfully, it, it didn't go to somebody else first. It came to me, and they said, this is what it is. And I said, you know what? I'm sorry. That's not really what I meant. It came out like this, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? Yeah, okay, I forgive you. Let's pray about it. And you know what? It's done. It's done. Can you imagine if that individual that didn't get the pin on the lapel would have come to me and said, you know what? Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't get a pin. Do you have any more pins left? That's all it took. Instead, years later. So, that's a bad reaction, by the way is to enlist sympathy and support of others. And because this is a violation of the privacy command found in Matthew 18, 15. This is not a suggestion from Jesus. This is a command. Okay? Secondly, a reaction to an offense is refusing to forgive the individual. This violates a clear biblical command in Ephesians 4, 32 which says, and be ye kind one toward another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. This is a very poor reaction. Well, you know, they've offended me. There's no way I'm forgiving them. I, don't, I, I pray that we haven't got to this level, but I, I'm, I'm afraid that even we in our flesh can do some pretty sad things. Go to Proverbs 24, please. I hope the Lord is just helping us today to not think about somebody else who offended you. (laughs) That's not the point. Although if there is an offense right now that you need to deal with and you're dealing with it in the wrong manner, please stop. Please stop. And reverse course, you're going to have to undo, you might have to undo a lot. By the way, if you are wanting to get serious about that and, and reverse the order, you cannot just go to the person that offended you and tell them, I'm sorry that I have told Bill, Sue, and James about this. You've got to go to Bill, Sue, and James, and you've got to say, I'm sorry, I should have never told you that. That was wrong. I would suggest you do that. Why? Because we want to bring glory to God. We want to be a clean vessel. Proverbs 24, 29. This is a reaction to an offense. Say not, Proverbs 24, 29, say not, I will do so to him as he hath done to me. <laughs> wow. I will render to the man according to his work. Not a good reaction. But it is a reaction. That's not a response. That's a reaction. Because naturally, that's what we want to do. Oh, okay, you're, you're going to do that? Okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to make sure you get it back. Only I'm going to do it double. That sounds like a Christian thing to do, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Instead, what should we do? First Peter 3.9. 
1 Peter 3, 9. Peter writes in verse 9, not rendering evil for evil, railing for railing, but contrarywise, or in other words, what are we supposed to give? Blessing. Oh, man, that is so not of the flesh, right, Brother Martin? No, I mean, I offend Brother Martin. The last thing he wants to do is bless me. You know, if, you know what, here's what, he, here's what the flesh would want to do. I take him a pair of my shoes, and he's going to fix them, but he's offended. He puts the soles on the wrong feet. I try them out, and I say, man, these are the most unbelievable shoes. My left leg's wanting to go to the right, my right leg's wanting to go to the left. Oh, man, he put those things on backwards. He would never do that. I'm just saying, that's what an offended person wants to do if they're, if they're reacting, is they want to get even. And Peter says, no, bless them, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. Bless them which bless you. That ye should inherit a blessing. And then we said it earlier, some of the reactions to... to um, being offended, uh, let's go back in our mind to Luke 15. We won't turn there for time, but in Luke 15, you know what we find? We find an older brother, an older brother that is offended. And so what does the older brother do? The prodigal son has come home. The older brother hears all the, the celebration. He hears all the activities, and the older brother is offended. And so guess what? The older brother doesn't want to join in on it. That's exactly what happens when we get offended. We don't want to join in on what God is doing. We don't want to join in on the things of the Lord. It may not happen immediately, but over time, we were saying that earlier, that over time, we withdraw ourselves from any and all spiritual activities. Because we are so consumed with the offense. The cause of Christ suffers in this case. I wonder today, how many Christians are sitting at home because they reacted to an offense? We have an example to follow in our Savior. If you're still in 1 Peter, just turn back to chapter 2. The Bible says in verse 23, Who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not but committed himself to him righteously. To me, it's not a joking matter that Satan has been victorious in Christians' lives over the years in relation to this, and they're no longer even in church because they're still holding on to that offense. And please don't think it could never happen to you can happen to the strongest Christian here. I don't even know who that is, but it could happen to you. Number three, here's what we want to do. Responding to offenses. Responding. The sooner we let someone know that they have offended us, the better. Matthew 18, 15, we won't read it again, but we we already read that. The sooner that we do that, the better. But remember, remember, when you go to that person, first step, it's not going to that person with 17 other people that you've talked to about it. That's an exaggeration, I get it, but that's not what Jesus said to do. By the way, today we have, you know, I I talked mainly about the tongue, but today we have so many other ways of communicating beside the tongue, right? Right? our little phones, our little computers and laptops and stuff like that. All of, all of this applies to that as well. So it's not just that somebody would say something, they could type something, they could text something. I hope you, we all understand that those rules apply to that as well. Responding to an offense. So if I am the, if I, uh, if I am the accused, I should reconcile to my brother. Turn to Matthew 5. 
By the way, an offense doesn't mean necessarily that I committed a sin. I'm sure you've never said something that you really didn't mean it that way. Of course we have. And we can offend. But when we don't deal with it properly, that's when I believe it can go from that to, to sin if we don't deal with it properly. Look at Matthew 5 as part of the um, Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, if, thy, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, go thy way first, First, be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. My horizontal relationship will always affect my vertical relationship. My horizontal relationships will always affect my vertical relationship. There's no way I can say that I'm right with God if I'm not right with you. According to God's word. If I hear of an offense, I want to make it right. Even if we don't see it as our responsibility. If you're offended, go to that person, as we said. Go with a spirit of humility. Don't go with a spirit of war. (laughs) You know the difference? Ask God to help you as you're going to that person. Before you even go to that person, ask God to help you. This isn't a matter of duking it out with words. God, I don't want to be, I don't want to be prideful. I don't want to be whatever. I want to be humble about this, but I want, I want this to be done and moved on and uh, whatever. But go with the spirit of humility. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Be willing to forgive. I said this earlier in a sense, in my one illustration, it is impossible to make something right if the individual does not even know they have offended you. And no, saying, well, they should know. No, that's not good enough. (laughs) You know, I think maybe that would be in a husband and a wife situation, you know, because again, closer relationship. He ought to know that offended me. Oh, you know what? We're slow, ladies. Sorry, you have to spell it out slowly to us. She ought to know that was offensive to me. Ladies aren't slow, I know. They're a lot quicker than us. But isn't it amazing? We actually could think that. They should just know. I think that's the enemy putting that thought into your mind and into mine. They should just know. You know what? The pastor shouldn't just know. He, he should know that offended me. Maybe I should, but I don't. So, you know, I'm going to have 14 people outside my office today lined up. <laughs> okay, pastor, we're getting it settled today. Oh, I hope not. Anyway, no, that's fine. Okay, I can be here all day. That's all right. <laughs> What's that? That's right. Take a number. <laughs> that's good. Take a number. <laughs> Seriously, though, don't let it fester. Don't let it bubble over. But let me give you one more. Resisting offenses. Do I always have to take it to the level of an offense? No, I don't. No, I don't. No. Let's go to Psalm 119. And I've prayed for this, and I've prayed for this part. I don't want to say more. I I really do not want to sound like I'm saying grow up, because offenses do come. We've laid that out. But I do want to say, though, based on Scripture, that we don't always have to let it go that far. It will go that far sometimes. But we don't have to always let it go that far. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 165, Psalm 119, 165, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. 
That's pretty strong, isn't it? It doesn't say some things. It says nothing. Where does that come? Where does the ability come to just let it go? Or just not take it in? Just give it to the Lord. You don't have to go to that individual. Now, I'm not saying don't go to the individual. I'm saying uh, if you can, process it and let it go with the Lord. Don't let it fester, though. But I'm saying that in some times, I believe we can grow up in the Lord. And instead of it being, okay, Matthew 18, 15, Matthew 18, 15. (laughs) It can be Psalm 119, 165. Psalm 119, 165. Let's claim that verse every once in a while, too. Right? Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Okay, you know what? I'm claiming that verse. This is, this is done. Move on. All right? Now, if you get in the presence of that individual the next time, and you still have something in your heart toward them, you're not, you're not beyond it yet. You're going to need to deal with it. Okay? That's just a PS. So what it, how do we resist offenses? We adjust our focus to a biblical perspective. That's Psalm 119, 165. Then let's look at Philippians 127. I'm so thankful that we have a congregation of people that come from all walks of life. And, you know, the ministry is people, right? You know that, right? The ministry is people. If you could say, man, if we could just get rid of all the problems in the church, you know what then would happen? There'd be nobody here, including me. <laughs> and there wouldn't be any here to turn the screen on. We just wouldn't be here because we're pro- we, we have problems. That's okay. We have a book to help us deal with them. Let's not deal with them in the flesh. Let's deal with them by the book. Through the Spirit, Philippians 1.27, only let your conversation, your conduct, your lifestyle be as it becometh the gospel. Well, that's it. Does this way that I'm treating this offense, is it becoming of the gospel? Does it, what does that mean, Pastor? Does it make the gospel look good? If you say, no, it doesn't, then you know what? Don't, you got to stop. You got to stop. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. We adjust our focus. One other way, another way we can resist an offense is to allow love to take over. Allow love to take over. 1 Corinthians 13.5 says about love, seeketh not her own, is not easily, what? Provoked. So we have a choice. An offense comes, we don't have to be easily provoked into being offended. We can say, you know what? I love the Lord. I love that individual. I know that individual. I'm not letting it go to an offense. So, Lord, help me to just toss it to the side. Again, don't try to do that on your own. That's not going to work. Claim a verse. Go to the Lord. Out of love, we can just say, it's done. It's done. So we can resist the offense. Even in the, even in the um, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Matthew five, forty-four. One more. We can just give the offense to the Lord. Just give it to the Lord. Proverbs 19.11, the discretion of a man deferreth his anger. Deferreth his anger. And it is his glory, listen to this, I love this verse. I need to practice this verse. It is his glory to pass over a transgression. Just pass over it. It's not worth it. Again, I'm not saying that you won't be offended and you won't have to use Matthew 18. 15. I pray you don't have to go to verse 16. You might. 
I've had two before. It could happen. I pray it doesn't. You know what? It could be that we could just use Proverbs. It could be that we could use Psalm 119, 165. We could just say, God, help me to pass over. Because honestly, some of the offenses, some, some, please don't get me wrong, some, they're just not that big of a deal. Some are a big deal, okay? But some, they're just not that big of a deal. Say, Pastor, why is this so important? Here's why this is so important. Because all of us here today that are saved, we know the Lord Jesus as our Savior, we are to be ambassadors for Christ. And if we are carrying around a pocket load of offenses, we are not going to be the ambassador that God saved us. We have a world out there that needs Christ. They don't need, to, they don't need a bitter, offended Christian. So let me lovingly say this to you. Please do not be someone that goes and grabs somebody else and says, you're not going to believe Brother Jose. I'm sorry, I had to throw you in here. You're not going to believe what Brother Jose did, Brother Martin. By the way, if somebody does that, you know what you need to do as a believer? Stop right there. Let's go get Brother Jose. And we'll talk. Unfortunately, most times we're like, what? Tell me what he did. That's as wrong as the person saying it. Stop. Let's go get him. Let's go get her. Let's, 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 let's talk. Or even better, why don't you go talk to Brother Jose about it? I don't really want to know what Brother Jose did because I'm not in this. You see, what Satan is doing is he's trying to get me to be at odds with you, you to be at odds with him, me to be at odds. And then, you know what? We can't labor together for the Lord. Because every time we see one another, one of the first things we're going to think of, what he did, what he did, what the pastor did. Instead of, how can I encourage Brother Jose today? How can I encourage Brother Martin today? How can I encourage the pastor today? How can I encourage a visitor today? You won't be able to encourage a visitor if you're, if you're just so self-absorbed and I'm so self-absorbed in a, an offense that I should have handled in a biblical way. You see, it's all about bringing glory to the Lord. It's all about getting the gospel to others. Because there are lost people potentially in our meetings. They don't need a spirit of division. I'm not saying we have lost. But I hope, that, I hope and pray that some of this is helpful information from the Word of God, not just for information, but for transformation, that we would handle an offense, not maybe how we used to, but how we see in the Word of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you for your patience. I'm not an expert in anything, but I will say that in 22 plus years of pastoring, I've dealt with offense. Not necessarily, I'm saying me personally, although.